It's delicious riff after delicious riff. It's rifflicious. Rifflicious. It's definitely rifflicious. Rifflicious, this one. Motherfucker. Song is cool. That is rifflicious for sure. Hail belief. Yeah, they could have just titled this album Rifflicious. Yeah. And I'd have bought it. I'd buy it just for the name. It's like, holy shit, that's a great name. This is Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Check us out on the social media, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You can also follow us at metalnerdery.com slash podcast. Nerd out. Welcome back to the Metal Nerdery. Welcome, welcome. The Nerdery of Metal. We're having some lovely, lovely effervescent oat soda. <laughs> As it's been called by one Mr. Lebowski. Yeah. Your uh, usual resident metal nerds in attendance, Matt, Bill, and Adam. Welcome. What's up? To bring you your uh, weekly nerding. Nerdingness. Nonsense of metal. And today we have to, uh, I'm going to say we're going to break out. It's um, Suicide Paneling Part 2, uh, the Shag Carpet episode. Uh I know, You're like, all about the suicide paneling, aren't you? It, it is. And this, it's uh, like, we're talking. What happened to you as a child? I mean, was there something that happened that there were people in the walls and they hung themselves? And yeah, I'm sure something happened. I, I've just got a block on it. I'm not sure. Could be exciting. I don't know. Maybe it was so fun. <laughs> I couldn't remember. But no, but we're digging into the modernized version of, I want to call it the next wave of Black Sabbath, even though it's not, it's its own thing. But. It just puts me in that place. We're talking about Down from uh, NOLA, which is New Orleans, Louisiana, and also the name of Down's first album. I like to refer to it as uh, Skinnered Fried Sabbath. Boom. Nailed it. Hashtag Skinnered Fried Sabbath. It's it's got that same vibe as Sabbath for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It just it melds Sabbath, COC, Crowbar, and Pantera all into this big uh melting pot of yes and it's still the cool thing about it to me with down and even this album is it's still kind of i mean i think they've labeled them sludge metal i don't know if that's because he's from the goddamn swamps or what (laughs) well they all were well yeah at the beginning they were all from uh but but the thing the thing that throws me though is that it was really more still groove metal but it had like if if pantera was more like groove metal with the van halen vibe then Down was like Pantera with more of a, not even Pantera, but more like with a Black Sabbath vibe, like a modernized Black Sabbath. Because all the elements were there, all the nuances were there, like in the instrumentation and the riffs, because it just, it's got that fucking feel, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what was so beautiful about it. I remember when it came out, we were all kind of like, because we all love Pantera. We all loved all those bands. Some of them were new. Like I Hate God was new to me and Crowbar was new to me. But I knew about COC and I knew about Pantera. And so it was, I remember we were talking about it. I was like, that's, that's fucking awesome, man. That's exciting. And then when I heard it, it was like, just like a new Pantera album, like mind blown. Holy shit. This is amazing. Yeah. 
So yes, Down Nola came out on September 19th, 1995 on East West Records, which was part of the whole Warner Electra Atlantic gigantic monstrosity of a record label. They recorded it late 94, early 95, but the, the fun thing about Down, which is interesting, is they kind of came together over a period of years because they were in the middle of their other bands, other bands being Pantera, Corrosion of Conformity, uh, Crowbar, I Hate God. So they didn't really get to get into the project until things kind of settled down. But yeah, and interestingly enough, uh, the album was released on Jimmy Bauer's birthday, September 19th. Merry birthday. Which is also the day that I had a run-in with a rogue chihuahua, which I will not shut up talking about. That motherfucker. You can listen to me bitch about that on our Patreon when we set it up. <laughs> it's okay. He, he was old then. So. rogue. Yeah. A rogue chihuahua. Rogue chihuahua. Out of control chihuahua. Was out of, well, look, they guard the gates of hell, okay? When you die and go to hell. I'm serious. There's chihuahuas there. There was fire in his eyes. I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the devil, <laughs> right? Uh, that's not a chihuahua. That's way cuter. Satan heard you. <laughs> He's talking to you, son. Yeah, it got it got categorized as sludge metal, which I thought was just kind sludge of sludge metal. I don't yeah. know if I've ever heard that one. Well, maybe it's because you know I don't think they recorded that at Nod Feratu's lair. They recorded this album at Ultrasonic Studios. Sludge metal. <laughs> Sludge metal sounds like it's okay. been around for a while. I'm sure it has. It's just yeah. there's got to be a name for it, everything. It sounds right? kind of dumb I, to me. I would I would go more like I think Skinner Fried Sabbath is way more appropriate because I think you say that anybody knows exactly what you mean. Because we've told friends of ours that I think even before they heard it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, exactly." Like nope. nailed it. It's just silly. There has to be a label for everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that case, it's going to be, what is it? Post Skinner fried Sabbath core. <laughs> core. Yeah. You core. core and can't forget the core. <laughs> That's what it is. Post. That's yeah. ridiculous. I was just looking up here, I guess, after they uh, got the demo distributed. I guess they recorded a demo. They were playing a small show and a uh, Electra representative was there. Basically found out who was in the band and was like, yeah, you're signed. <laughs> <laughs> but what was cool, though, is they were trying to kind of do it on the download. Like, they had this demo, and they were just kind of distributing it just to see, because they wanted the band to kind of be on its own thing. They didn't necessarily want to get recognized for, well, they're from, you know, because they were talking about, and one of the, there's a link in there that goes to a discussion about, do you want to put out an album saying, featuring members of this band, this band, and you know, Crowbar, and... Pantera and COC, or do you want to just put out an album that's just badass and it's like, oh, it just happens to be these guys, right? And that's what they were going for. They were yeah. kind of wanting to keep it anonymous, like let's let the music speak for itself, and they fucking does. did it. And it does. I think that was a good way to do it. Yeah, I mean, anybody that follows along in, into that world knows. I mean, it's integrity. It comes because they could ride that that name. I mean, they could just put out something to make it sound like a turd and just ride the yeah. Well, we were in these other bands and we just put this out. So, eh. but they met it like no, this is this is a its own entity. This isn't a supergroup. This is a band, and I think that's the differentiation. Because yeah, it is a supergroup, but it's an official. It's a band. It doesn't sound like a bunch of supergroup 
artists coming together and making some this weird Franken thing. But this just sounds like what Down sounds like. It, it's hard to explain, but if you like Down and you get it, then you know. You know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Give that guy some coffee. He sounds like he's just, is he stroking out? What's wrong with him? Had a few singles off the album. Lifer, which was later dedicated to Dimebag Daryl in the live performances. Stone the Crow, which was the only single from the album to crack the top 40. I think it literally, like... 39 it, like, and a half? I think, yeah, I think it was like a 40. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Temptation's Wings. Uh, interesting little side note, yeah. That, and that's the opener, too. Yeah. That, that song actually takes its name from a line in the St. Vitus song, Ice Monkey. Ice Monkey. I'd never heard that. Mm. Never... Same vibe. They're one of those bands I've always heard about and never really delved into. I know they influence like a ton of people. Same here. I kind of want to get in more, check out them and uh, like Pentagram because I hear I get I hear Pentagram a lot too. Well, they've been around since Sabbath started. Right. They just yeah. they've just always been. But they were kind know, of in that doom low. that doom realm, right? Yeah. There's actually a thing on the. I think well, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. There's a like a documentary on their singer, Bobby Liebling. And my brother-in-law was telling me about it. That dude's, <laughs> you think Ozzy's had a messed up life. That dude, oh, wow. I've always meant, meant to go. Yeah. I always meant to go back and watch. I just haven't done it yet, but that sounds entertaining. I need to check For that sure. out. From a, uh, you know, from a perspective kind of view. Yeah. It sounds very entertaining. And of course the last single was bury me in smoke, which, um, they actually, I think now they play that as the ending track for all their live shows, which is awesome. Um, oh, on an interesting downside note, I yes. uh, just saw this this week. They're uh, getting back together for uh, a few, of course, the big festival shows over in Europe. Yeah, we always get screwed here in the States so, for some I don't know, reason. you know, who knows if it'll lead to anything over here, but yeah, hopefully they so. are. Oh, yeah. Maybe at least they'll record one of them, make a make a DVD out of it, no doubt. And if you guys are over there in Europe, if you guys, Metal Nerdery, uh, part of the Metal Nerdery Metal Nerdery Ambassadors. Yes, if you go to these shows, please drop us a line and contact us on the social media or via the website and give us maybe a report from the field if you feel so inclined. A couple photos couple photos will include okay. you in the show it looks like looks like bill is going to do some celtic frosting i think he's going to do some dog herding oh i, think, <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse <laughs> i found okay. a chihuahua for you <laughs> good throw him back in the in the pit into the pit no chuck billy's not in the pit satan is and chihuahuas <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, it's because you didn't have to go. Didn't have to go frost. No frosting. Well, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but I've always just dug like the the pot smoking Jesus. I know some people probably get all wound up about it. Yeah, and I, I think that's actually taken. There's an artist. It's in one of those links. I forgot to type the dude's name down. So my apologies. Uh, I think. Uh, let me see. Or you might actually have it up. Uh, yeah, booklet art. Is by Jim DeBarros and David Man Manto, M A N T E A U or Montu. David Montu uh, makes extensive use of vintage Manto. photographs by Clarence John Laughlin. Okay, so I guess Clarence John Laughlin is uh, the reason we have uh, pot smoking Jesus, pot smoking Jesus. Yeah, but you know, I mean, that's totally acceptable, and it's a killer, killer logo. 
Um, yeah, down is, I noted here, Southern Fried Sabbath, but I think the full name would be Southern Skinnered Fried Sabbath. There you go. Boom. I like it. That's got gravy on it. That's like gravy with some crispy on the outside. Yeah, Southern Skinnered Fried Sabbath. We really with need gravy. To, we with need gravy. to start with a side of gravy. <laughs> with a side of gravy. Yeah. Look, guys, I could try and find a way to mix pasta into all that, but that, that's like a lot of carbs. You guys are going to be like out cold. Well, maybe if you could make some pumpkin spice gravy. I don't know. I'll put it on the list. I got to hit the store. Hey, hey, guys, it's Millie. I'll be back later. Uh, Southern on, a, on a side note, Millie, I got a question. Well, yeah, yeah, Adam, uh, go ahead. Sorry. We have a uh, a dedicated listener who is asking me why Millie from Germany has a uh, accent from Brooklyn. I didn't know if maybe you could enlighten us. Look, I, I can totally enlighten you, Adam. Look, when I when I came to the states years ago and started performing with Creator, you know, I started doing the homicide investigations and stuff, and I lived in like Jersey, kind of that area, and it, it, my accent faded over time, and so it just kind of came like its own thing, and so that, that that's where I'm at with it now. So, uh, to answer the listener's question, you know, you know, it's like yeah, I'm German, but it's like now it sounds more like I'm from like you know the Bronx or whatever. So, it, it, you know, you blend in with the accent. That's what I'm telling you. Anyway, what I gotta go to the couch. I'm exhausted. All that pasta wore me out. <laughs> Well, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, hopefully, that will be satisfactory. I hope so too. And, and thank you again for listening and uh, Creator Forever. <laughs> and same for Metal Notary Forever. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, wow, he's been busy lately. Pasta. Millie's a busy guy. He is a busy guy. The pasta business is booming. I think now he's even like graduated to, to uh, Joe's Crab Shack from Red Lobster, which that, that's a big move for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's playing the bar. I mean, he's actually playing inside. Oh, he's inside? Yeah, he's, he's inside. He's now. not playing the lobster tank anymore. <laughs> <laughs> things are things are improving. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's the first gig where I've actually been dry the whole time. So, you know. <laughs> well, that's positive. <laughs> Glad to hear it. That cuts down the electrocution risk. <laughs> oh, the personnel. Down was basically a super group. It was also its own thing. You had Phil Anselmo from Pantera on vocals. You had Pepper Keenan from Corrosion and Conformity on guitars. You had Kirk Winstein, Weinstein. Winstein. Winstein from Crowbar on guitars. You had Todd Strange on uh, Crowbar from bass. And of course, that lineup changed, I think, when the subsequent album Rex came in on, on Bustle in Your Head. Didn't, didn't Hank 3 play bass for them for a little while? I think he, he might have toured with them. I thought he might have toured live with him and played, but I don't know if he actually... Oh, wait a minute. No, he might have been on th- three. He might have been on uh, down three over the under. No, no. I know he played with, um, what was it? Super Joint Ritual. Oh, maybe maybe that's that's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But I was thinking he might have actually helped out with them on tour one time, but perhaps not. No. I knew the Super Joint connection was there. Yeah, yeah. It was Super Joint. Okay. All right. I stand corrected. No, I stand corrected. Uh, Adam stands corrected. Um, and then Jimmy Bauer, of course, from I Hate God. Um, interesting fact to what I read, that apparently Jimmy Bauer was like a founding member of like I Hate God, Crowbar, Down, and there's one other one, and I can't can't think of it. Yeah, I know he's it's on the list. He's one of those guys that's been kind of prolific in the New Orleans yeah, I mean, he's, metal scene. And he's a guitar player, too. I didn't know that either. He's like an all-purpose kind of musician. Guitar, nice. drums, yes. Very multi-threat. Multi-threat, yeah, there you go. Ice I, monkey. I think Pepper, at one point, he 
at least. He had a bar down in New Orleans, too. Who, Jimmy Bauer? No. Or Pepper, Pepper. did? Yeah. Ooh. Cool. cool to go visit. I don't know if it's still there or not, but I know at one point I remember reading about it. Do we think it possibly got washed away with the... Uh, it's possible. With the Katrina back in the 05? Let's see. I believe we get into the tracks. Oh, I wanted to make a note here. It was produced by Matt Thomas, and I, I looked and looked and looked for this guy, and I can't really... There's no other production credits to his name, but it looks like he's a... If it's the same dude, it looks like he is a musician because he's around like our age. Y'all can go look him up and find out how old he is. But based on that, he would have been like in his 20s when that came out. So, I mean. So he's younger than the rest, of, than all of them. If it if it's the same dude, yeah. Because it was just, it's hard to find information with him that connects him back to down. Mm. So, I was trying to find out what else he did, you know. And it sounds yeah. like it was a one thing, so. Yeah, I find that a lot in some of the dives I've done doing research. It's like. It's like some of those guys I find that have done mastering have worked with everybody in the whole world and done hip hop and everything, and then they'll show up on a Forbidden album. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just it's odd. And then there's guys like this that it's like they did something and poof. Yeah, did something. Well, not even that, but did something that was as landmark an album as this. That's I can't believe it's pretty unbelievable. Yes, I think. Yes, there it was. I uh, Super Joint Ritual. Damn, I forgot he was in Super Joint Ritual. Yeah. Bauer's been in everything. He is the man. <laughs> he is the man with the master plan. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Bauer's nickname is the godfather of Southern metal, which actually, if you Google that, I think it does return like Jimmy Bauer as the result. <laughs> sludge metal. I think that's a dumb term. Sludge metal. I, why don't you just call it swamp metal? That sounds cooler. Yeah. But then Swamp Metal, it's like I can just see, like, you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon on stage rocking out like Henry Rollins crossed with Phil Anselmo. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> While wearing a metal nerdery loincloth? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we could, put out a, we could put out a Swamp Metal nerdery loincloth. It could be like a camo or something. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the metal nerdery loincloths are still... Uh, you can check out our other merch. <laughs> We're still merch. in the loincloth design phase. Yeah, the loincloth design is still in process. But uh, if you it's guys a have any process, yeah, it's a long process. <laughs> Some things are longer than others. That's right. Yeah, we might also have the loincloth sock. Is it, is it accessory? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be sold separately, though. That's also the design phase. It's just one sock, <laughs> not a pair. No, there is a pocket that comes with it, too. You can add. <laughs> Damn it, man. Okay. And we've crossed the line. We've gone over. By the way, as a side note here, yes, we have beverages, but also it's still early-ish. So. Is there a, is a loincloth sock have a place for your cell phone? <laughs> I don't know, but I kind of want to design one now. I think that'd be metal as fuck. Uh, it's all you. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Enjoy. Mo moving back to the down. Yeah. The album charted at uh, 57 on the Billboard 200, which is pretty impressive, especially considering that they originally started pushing the demo like as an unknown band. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty damn impressive. I had impressive. no idea it made it that high. That, that is, for something like that, that's pretty good. But you got to figure, that yeah. came out. Th think about that time. That was, what, 95, right? That's so, what it says. So, 95, Pantera had already hit number one with Far Beyond Driven in 94. COC had already done Blind, Deliverance, and I think Wise Blood. No, yeah. Wise Blood would have been the next year. That was 96, wasn't it? 
Mm, yeah, del- yeah, Deliverance was 94. I thought Wise Blood was 96. But all that to say, those bands were like, you know, working at, at peak. It was, okay, it was 96. It was 96. But they were working at like, you know, they were peaking big time at that point in the 90s. So they automatically had, you know, as soon as people found out who Down was, because remember, this was pre-internet. You couldn't get on your phone and just Google and say, hey, man, who's Down? Well, maybe you could. I don't know. I think a couple not, years later. Not 95, you could Not 95, no. <laughs> yeah. Unless you work for the government, probably. <laughs> but yeah, you have magazines and stuff. And Al Gore personally made you a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. that's true. There was basement. No, no yeah. cell phones in that. <laughs> no smartphones. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but anyway, what an album. What an album. Yeah, I saw on here, it is pretty crazy that they did that well because they pretty much only did a 13-date uh, tour. Really? For that first album? Well... Damn. Went on a hiatus in 96. I guess they went back to all their other stuff. Yeah, they all had everything to do. And then they came back in 99 to make uh, Down 2, which was freaking just I thought that album was, uh, by the way. As much as I like this one, I think that's probably my favorite Down album. Foreshadowing. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely going to be a dive for Down 2. And now I can hear myself. Yeah, they did some dates in Louisiana, Texas, Illinois, Michigan, Nowhere around here. San Francisco. Louisiana. Shreveport. Sounds kind of like that song, uh, My Town by Fear, or no, MD45. Pardon me. Looking at these cities, trying to figure out how many I've spent the night in. <laughs> yeah, most of them. Okay. I feel a burp coming. I'm Off mic, please. Suppress it. Uh, <laughs> gross. There'll be a, a slowed down version for our future Patreon customers that can... <laughs> Listen to me burp. <laughs> Slow motion burp. A big compilation, a map burp compilation. <laughs> it's like, what are you paying for, man? I don't know. It sounds like audio abuse to me, but the tracks. Shall we get into the tracks, gentlemen? Sure. Those are some awesome, awesome tracks. The opener, Temptations Wings. What a fucking hell of an opener. Oh, it's badass. And that's got to be one of the, I mean, in typical Pantera fashion, which, which I think we all know, you know, Phil... You know, it was a part of that, but I mean, they always had killer openers, and it's like, what a kick-ass opener for this album specifically, right in your face, and it sounds, ex- it's like, as soon as you hear, like, the first the first four bars when it jumps into that riff, you immediately can hear that Southern Skinner Fried Sabbath. Yeah, right yeah, there. The, the guitar playing on this album is just awesome. It's, oh, yeah. it's got all that twin guitar stuff. Yeah. and I'm going to call it riftastic. It's rifticular. It's it's riftacular. It's it's riftaculous. 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 Tony Iommi would be proud. <laughs> Tony Iommi should be proud. If, if I was Tony Iommi and heard this, I'd probably say, God damn. Yeah. 
badass. God damn. <laughs> COC written all over it. Right. Yeah. It's like if Pantera and COC had an orgy. Well, the way I, the way I, plays in my mind is it's got that COC like musicality to it, but it's beefed up with a Kirk's crowbar like sound brick to the head. Yeah. Yeah. Sludge, sludgy guitar sound. You know what I mean? It just adds that. Not that COC is not heavy, but with Kirk back there doing adding that element to it, it just like it just freaking just makes it so damn heavy. Well, but his oh, playing man. style too lends itself to that because Crowbar has got that naturally kind of big, fat, ballsy kind of nod to Sabbath sort of riff sound, and you put those two together because Pepper's got amazing riffs. I mean, he goes in the riff lord category for sure, I think. But you put those two together, and it's like. It's like peanut butter and chocolate, man. They made commercials about that years ago. It's well, the same I think thing. Uh, was it last year or earlier this year, I can't remember. I was probably drinking beer. <laughs> uh, COC came to Atlanta, uh, and Crowbar was with them, and it was like freaking. It was Crowbar, the Obsessed, which the main guy from the Obsessed was in Saint Vitus, which we uh, talked about a minute ago. We knew, uh, I know, and uh, and COC headlining, and it was. I was looking I forward to seeing Crowbar because I haven't seen Crowbar since like the '90s or something. So I mean, they were just—they were so fucking heavy. Nice. Weinstein's up there just. Oh, so you went to that show? I yeah. Go to that show. Why didn't I go yeah, to that show? I don't know why you didn't. We talked about it. <sighs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and news and traffic on the hour. But like, just just off that first track, listen to. Uh, Phil's vocals. I mean, it fits. Oh, it's freaking. It's like, it's a tad bit different than his Pantera style. Yeah, but it's not. Right. But it is. You know what I mean? It's, it's got more like soulful. A, it's kind of got right. that kind of like. Kind I want to. I wanted to say like. Day. I want to say like a little more subdued. But then you hear some of the stuff he's doing. It's not subdued at all. Yeah. But like, I I think what you said. You know, maybe a little bit more soulful. A little less. Just straight up pissed offedness. Yeah, I mean it's it's still got the aggression of Pantera, but I think it's because yeah, he more was still going. He was still going pterodactyl. Yeah, I mean he still, he still had the pterodactyl, but this is almost more like a bluesier pterodactyl. Right. In a way. Right. Yeah, <laughs> blind dog pterodactyl. <laughs> it was kind of it was uh, more of a nod to the vulgar. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, a little bit heavier than the but with vulgar, a little, but with a little but bit of soul as, to it. Not as crazy because as, some uh, of the, the way a little less of the, like the high end, yeah. Uh, but the vocal yeah. melodies and stuff did have more of an element of kind of the blues and kind of oh yeah, kind of almost like that old school Sabbath. That's why I said break out the the suicide paneling, yeah. the wood paneling, little, and the shack carpeting because it's uh, like Sabbath for the nineties. Yeah, a little less of the, uh, like, I guess, like I said, a little less pissed off sounding. Yeah, no less heavy, but right. Definitely soulful. I think that, I think that I think that that's a descriptor up. for this album is very soulful. And of course, Lifer's next, which they uh, went on to dedicate that to Dime, making future live performances. And it has a killer, killer tune, too. It's like when I heard that as the second one, I thought, well, you know, Temptation's Wings was a killer opener, but this is the second one.
ribs she can sink your teeth in. Too. Steak. At this point, it can't be loud enough right now. Yeah. Like not even close to being loud enough. Yeah. I think there needs to be a can't be loud enough volume too. Awesome as Dimes riffs were, these riffs were even more awesome, but like in a different way. Like going back to like, like getting in a time machine and going back to like the Sabbath days and basically taking those riffs and taking them to the gym, working them out, giving them some steroids, and then yeah, I mean it's they're they're heavy, heavy as all get out, but they're kind of more. Uh, I guess they're what I'm trying to say here. They're they're not quite so like metal. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Kind of. They're kind of more classic, timeless kind of riffs. Yeah, I agree. Your nod to Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there it's you a go. definite, <laughs> definite nod to Sabbath. And I think that's the point: is that you know, even Sabbath, like we consider Sabbath metal because, well, let's be honest, because they are and they invented it. <laughs> but I mean, back then they didn't know what what the hell to call Sabbath, and so I guess when Down came out, nobody really knew what to. You know, they thought, okay, it's metal for sure. But it's not like something we've heard before, and that that Skinner Fried Sabbath is the one thing that that ties it all together. Well, it's a like I said, it's kind of like it's, but it's it's, metal, not, but it's, it's not, not like some it's not like a lot of metal that you can listen to, and you can you're instantly like, okay, that's from the '80s or that's from the '90s or or whatever. It does have a timeless vibe. To yeah, it. this has like I mean, the production on it is. Everything just sounds good. It's not. It doesn't have like your '80s big snare sound or your, yeah, you know, your particular '90s sounding guitar or whatever. Everything's just got a very natural sound to it. Yeah. So it's just it's like the old Sabbath stuff. It's just kind of timeless. So because this is one of those albums. That way. Yeah, I found a link on the invisibleoranges.com that was talking about down twenty years later. Of course, this would have been 2015. The article. But it was talking about kind of some of those things, like how it's just it's been like a timeless album, and it just happened to keep going. It's still got legs. It still sounds awesome today. That's because it still sounds awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, absolutely awesome. And then for track three, we get into Pillars of Eternity, which... Just sounds monolithic. Tony Homme, I bet he cried a tear when he heard that and thought this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Definitely Iomi. Yeah, that little. That's yeah, it's Iomi all day long. 
That's what makes it awesome. Whoa. Of course, if you look up the album art on the inside, it actually shows pictures of mushrooms and whatnot. It's kind of like Pillars of Eternity. I wonder what that's about. And Jimmy Bowers drumming. I mean, it's it's like not the flashiest of drumming, I guess, but it like. It, it's perfect for what it is. It fits right in their groove. It kind of has you know that same I mean? grit to me as like Bill Ward. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Where it's not really, it's not, because in the 70s, there were still albums that were very produced where the drums had like a very produced sound and triggered and all that stuff. Not triggered the way it means today, but triggered in a good way. You're triggering me. <laughs> <laughs> but Sabbath always had that natural drum sound. I mean, natural everything. And I think Jimmy Bauer's sound is kind of the same. It's got that just natural, just pop. It's not processed. There's no bullshit. It's like, this is uh, what you yeah. hear. I think we've talked about that before. Like, some of my favorite albums are ones where it's like you're just sitting in the room with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's not overly produced like you were just saying you feel like you're there that's what you that's the experience you want is to feel like you're fucking there and that album to me every song is like that it sounds like we're in the jam room right right there fucking blasting it out yeah and And it's just kind of where the the stuff got in the late 80s with your Def Leppards and your White Snakes you know and it it was so freaking glossed over I mean not that the songs weren't good but it's like I think that's why things went for a change because everything was just it had to go back so to be more slick, natural. You know what I mean? Yeah, things had to get gritty. Yeah. Well, like you said before raw. about the whole, you know, because organic was a word that was going around for other things we we're talking about, but kind of the same thing because it just had that. There was no real production to it. It was just like you were almost hanging out at Nobferatu's lair and Phil right, was about right. to hand you the bong, and it's like, cool, <laughs> man. Where are y'all going to play next? That's the doesn't vibe matter. of it. Yeah, it doesn't play matter. Play whatever you want. <laughs> I don't care if you don't play anything. Just. Freaking make some noise. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's like every song in this album's like that. It's like going over to hang out when they're jamming, like we used to do back in the day when yeah. people would come over and watch us play, and we would just go through our set and just hang out. You know, it's like a little mini show, and it's kind of like the same vibe. You put this album on, you're transported to a place where there's wood paneling and there's shag carpeting, and <laughs> you're off. <laughs> He's out of control, I'm, I'm I'm standing firm with that. I think it's fitting. And then on to... Rehab. 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 Awesome riff. See, that's COC. Oh, totally. Big time. That's what makes it so... Weird cross between like COC and Sabbath. It's Phil and Solma. Solma.
stuff every time I listen to this. Well, see, that's that's like one of the definitions of a great album to me. When you find when you new go shit, back and listen to it, and new stuff pops up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because well, like, like I said, I hadn't listened to this album in a while, like a good while, like too long, really. And we were talking about doing this, and I went back and was listening to it. Just, just you start picking up. I think maybe because you haven't listened to it in a while, so you're listening to it with fresh ears. Yeah. So yeah. you start picking out some different things you didn't notice before. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah, just like even just now, like I was noticing because I always thought they played that part in harmony, and they kind of do, but then there's always that part on the right where it's just like the held note, and I'm like, I never really thought about it, but I can hear it now. Yeah. But good, good, good stuff. Good, 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 good. There, very good. From there, we move on to "Hail the Leaf." I don't think they're talking about the Maple Leaf of Canada, or maybe they are. Oh, Canada! I think they're talking about a different kind of leaf. The a sweet leaf. A sweet leaf. I was thinking it. You said it. <laughs> So fucking killer, man. Just the rips, man. Bend they're doing on that. Yeah. There's all these little subtle things going on. Little nuances. Almost kind of done, in a way. And Mr. Iommi. Oh, yes, of course. Definitely a lot of Tony nods. I think the bong solo's coming up. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's next. Delicious riff after delicious riff. It's rifflicious. Rifflicious. It's definitely rifflicious. Rifflicious, this one. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) Sock is cool. That is rifflicious, for sure. Hail the leaf. Yeah, they could have just titled this album Rifflicious. Yeah, and I'd have bought it. I'd buy it just for the name. It's like, holy shit, that's a great name. And of course, after that, it goes into Underneath Everything. Which is a cool title. 
It really is. In my opinion. Well, every everything they did was cool. Well. I don't know what he's saying at the beginning there. To the rest of the weekend, yeah. <laughs> Something about this album, man. Just it's on a regular. It's on a regular for me. And yeah, man, it's so like, good. The wife's gonna be like, again. <laughs> uh, also, <Jeez>. yes, <laughs> yes. And then that goes into eyes. I'm sorry. Style. I know it's not as good as Yanni or John Tesh. I mean, Yanni has his moments, but I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that. <laughs> But it's still never as cool as My now. favorite Yanni moment is when you hit stop. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> oh, and then we move into Eyes of the South, which will stop Yanni. <laughs> bam, bam. This is the one I played for Phil. Oh, yeah? And he was sold on down after oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. How can you not be? But he, he likes the old blues rock yeah. stuff, so. Fucking Bill's up, man. God damn, <laughs> Oh, me gusta. Here it comes. It's just got that little raunch factor to it. <laughs> the way it builds, though. Holy Sludge. shit. <laughs> Sludge. <laughs> It can't be allowed enough. Yeah, absolutely. Foreshadowing. Wait, what's that feeling? You got something to say? <laughs> what? He's got something on his mind. What is it? What is it, boy? What do you want to tell us? <laughs> is it heavy as fuck? You can tell me. Do you like it? You can tell me. Let what it is out. it? That's right. Here you go. Unleash the fury. <laughs> Yeah. It's time for you. It's love. 
got that like swagger to it. It's kind of like being assaulted with ribs. Everyone looks It does have like a swagger. Corrosion of Sabbath. Corrosion of Sabbath. I like it. Black, black conformity. Wait, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> Wait, what? Edit that. Corrosion of Sabbath. And then they make a complete left turn and go into jail, which is like their planet caravan, I thought. Yeah. Good song. Oh, yeah. The live- course, that's, that's stupid to say good song. Cause- it's a good song. Yes, it is. It's a really good song. No, I'm just saying, like, there's nothing not good on here. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all good. Yeah, this is a good one to sit back to and, uh, you know. What's up, Johnny? Yeah, definitely. Caravan. The live version of this is great. He's like, yo, fuck that clap and just listen. <laughs> For real. It's like, yes, sir. <laughs> See, this is one of those that works... And the opposite way of can't be loud enough because it's got that ambiance to it. Yeah, it does. It's like just turn it up and let it fill up the room. Yeah, yeah. Disclaimer, no Phil Anselmo was heard in the recording of this album <laughs> during underwater vocal recording. It's because he's stronger than all. He didn't give it the lobster pit. The <laughs> <laughs> Millie was there giving him, giving him pointers. But you know, he's, he seemed pretty receptive, so. Wow, that's impressive. Who'd have thunk it? This is definitely like their caravan, but it's yeah. the vibe is so cool. It really is. Well, they had another thing too. They could like really paint a picture with their music because like this song just gives you like a visual, you know. There's one called Jail. It's like you said, Adam. It really fills the room space yeah you, know? yeah. Yeah, you, you get a, a good set of speakers yeah. turn it up and it's just like it just fills it up yeah. and it's time for bed <laughs> oh but it wakes you up after this Go from from this awesomeness 
into this is one called losing oh let's see if that's a pretty good impression i think i nailed it what do you guys think oh yeah let's see what phil thinks this is one called losing all i think mine was deeper then with the riffs yeah Everybody's got a picture of this. The three of us are sitting here, nodding our heads up. <laughs> They're like, Fuck What Phil does with the vocals on this album? Oh he yeah, kinda, he kind of covers his whole range. You know, the the cleaner vocals all the way up to the pterodactyl. Yeah, yeah. even the soulful stuff. He does kind of get to stretch out a little more. It's funny though, because like on this song, like that part toward the end, like the last time where he says "losing all" and he tries to hold it, and then he fuck, it's like his voice cracks fuck. at the end, and he's like, "Fuck!" It's just yeah. like, "Fuck yeah!" It just adds to it, you know? Right. It's like, yeah, yeah. You gotta leave it in there. It's yeah. like that's my favorite part of the song, you know? Yeah, I mean, cut that part off. And he was doing like some microphone stuff, like when he does that effect. The way he does that effect live, that watery effect, is like, it's like he's like, really easy now. Like power jerking the microphone <laughs> is the only way I can describe that. Power jerking. Like we're not on video. <laughs> well, you know, if you have shake weights, you know how that works. <laughs> power jerk. Wait a minute. There, I think that part's oh, coming up. I'll see. Yeah. <laughs> just love that, man. Kind of reminds me of the uh, <laughs> the MOD. I think it was like Fudge Packing Man, where, he, where like Billy Milano is trying to sing the one part, and he just starts laughing kind of in the middle of it, you know? Yeah. You can hear him laughing, yeah. and it's like they just left it. <laughs> sometimes you just got to leave it. It's crazy, though, because sometimes that's my favorite part of that song. It's just because it's just like. It's all Phil. And you know you know what he was going for, and then when he did that, I guess he was just like, you know what? And just let it go, you know? Yeah. It's life. And then they go into something that's kind of almost more on the Skinnerty, more Southern Rockish kind of side. It was their uh, only big single, Stone the Crow. Their hit song. Went to crack the top 40. God damn, Stone the Crow. Definitely bringing the kind of the southern vibe on that. Yeah, check out the art. Scroll down and check out the artwork for the single. I don't know if a fan did this or if they did this, but 
Nice. Yeah. It's just absolutely huge. This is one of those things. It's <laughs> tearingly huge. Gigantic. <laughs> or gigantic. It's still like tearing, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> El gigante. Phrasing. Uh, this is our band tearing, and this is our song, El gigante. <laughs> We're on tour. We're opening for Millie at the Lobster Pit. And then it, there's a little... Uh, it's kind of like a little acoustic interlude kind of thing, which I think it was all... A la Sabbath. Yeah, I think it was all Phil. A little ditty. Pray for the locust. You just let that play through. That could have totally been on early Sabbath. Oh, big oh, yeah. time. I like the orchestration back there. It kind of gives it this big, kind of creepy vibe, you know? Volume 4 or Master? Yes. yes. I was kind of almost thinking, like, either one of those yeah. would fit. Probably more ma- Maybe a little more Master. Yeah, maybe. Don't sound like Master of Puppets, man. What the hell are you talking <laughs> about? Oh, man, reality. <laughs> oh, y'all, this is Sam Million. We're listening to Pray for the Locust. Locusts. Into the Swan Song. Or even, that could have almost been on like Sabotage. The vibe of it. No shortage of riffs. This whole album. Damn. It is riff-tacitus. Yeah, he did kind of change his vocal style a little. 
yeah. open it up more. Yeah. It's more it's more nuanced. Yeah. This. Kind of covers more ground. I think at the tail end of this, like after they finish, I think you hear Phil say thanks and then someone else says something like, Oh, thank you. Or something like that. I was listening to it last night and I was like, never noticed that before. <laughs> he's uh he's one of those vocalists I know we've talked about him before, but He's one of those guys. He's like you listen to a lot of singers, and they sing their words or whatever, and you're just like, "That's what he's saying." Yeah. But he's like one of those guys that that makes you feel it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Because you're listening, you're really paying attention to what he's saying. Like at the beginning of the one where he goes, "God damn it!" You know, you're just like, "Yeah, you're ready you to go." It. You know what I mean? Well, even with some of the Pantera stuff, like you can see in his face, like as you're listening to it, you can see his face, and he's fucking pissed off. Yeah. Right? He's yeah. Got it's the like, frown, and he's. He's squinting. It's and like he's in your mind's really eye. Into it. It's yeah. like yeah. his scowl yeah. is he's in just, your mind's He's not eye. somebody up there just reciting some words. Right. You know what right. I mean? He's, yeah. he's feeling it. But he wants time. to get your attention and he wants to tell you. And that's what's so captivating about this album. Because even for those of you who do have the CD, the lyric sheet, there's pieces of the lyrics, but they're not entirely in there. So there's a lot of stuff that's not printed. See, so you, you know... Sometimes you can follow along with the song pretty well if you listen closely, and Phil's pretty articulated the way he talks, but it's it's it kind of was, for me, I was like wanting to find out all the lyrics, and it's like, well, in 95, you had to deal with just that fraction you got, so now it's like, you know, you have to go Google it or whatever, but anyway, good stuff. And of course, they close it out with what they close out every live show. They close it with Bury Me in Smoke. Yeah, that's uh, also the longest tune on the album. 7.04. Yeah. Randing out. I think this also uh, passes Adam's 10-track minimum rule. Yeah, I was I was going to say that earlier, but I didn't want to sound like a broken record. <laughs> no. It, I, it, the la- it I, the last couple noted. dives, I've been breaking my own rule here. So. No, it needs to be noted. This is another... I mean, this riff right here. Yeah. Oh, dude. You gotta check this out uh, live at download. I should have put the link in there for that. Because he actually stops it. There's like, you know, 15,000 people there. He's like, there's a guy behind you. I'm watching you. That is so badass. It's fucking ridiculous. Right? Smoke. 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 
never get tired of hearing that. No, Negative. never. I like how he backtracked the vocals on it. Yeah. Kind of go in and out of phase with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Better hear it. God damn it. (laughs) God. That's what's so awesome. They basically let it fade and then they bring it back in.
<laughs> Groovy. It's just if, if riff or foo, that's that's definitely a riff casserole in my mind. Okay, looks like I posted some stuff on there multiple times. Not sure how. Are you high, that. man? Was I? I might have been low. I might have been down. You might have been down low. I been down. Hey, that's <laughs> different, I think. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's a discussion for another podcast. I think. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely stands the test of time. Oh, man, it's so killer. I mean. 24 years later. Yeah, I still get. You know, like a lot of the stuff we listen to, still yeah. fires me up now as much as it did then. Oh yeah, it's one of those albums. Yeah. Almost a quarter century later, that album's still, and I still enjoy. It. I mean, hell, just now there's a new stuff I've heard I didn't even think about before. It's like there's always new stuff. That's the sign of a classic album when you can still go back and listen to it, and there's new shit. I'm sure there's a soft intro reference somewhere in there, <laughs> but no, I mean it is. It's just like going back and listening to. Uh, your old Sabbath, your Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. I yeah. mean, you just, sometime you listen to it, you just, I don't know, for whatever reason, something pops that you, you're you like, I've listened to this song nine billion times. Yeah. Why have I never heard that? You right. know? It's, it's so. almost like a weird transcendental thing, too, because like even like with that album, I mean, it came out in the mid-90s, but whenever I put that on, it reminds me of like back in the day when Sabbath was around. It's like going back to that time, but it's like their take on it injected with like you know coc and pantera and crowbar and i hate god i mean it's just it's timeless i think the i think the word the fancy word for timeless the metal nerdery word of the day i think is anachronistic which i think means devoid of time it's a lot of syllables yeah i might be making up shit that might be completely wrong somebody with you know some english intelligence should should check that maybe i should check it before i open my big mouth but anyway that was our album dive of downs nola hopefully you enjoyed it if uh you know it's an old classic to you maybe you'll uh you'll break it back out listen to it if if it's new to you definitely check it out buy it enjoy it buy it it. enjoy it support metal support down support philip h anselmo (laughs) and the rest of the crew pepper keenan kirk winstein Jimmy Bauer. Win Weinsteinstein. Winsteinsteinstein. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk Winsteinsteinstein. <laughs> He's a power lawyer. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kirk Winsteinsteinstein. From down. What? Chill out, bro. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Like I said, the loincloths are still under the design phase. We enjoy doing this shit. We hope you guys enjoy listening to this shit because it's awesome shit. Yeah, yeah definitely check us out on all the uh, social medias and drop us a line let us know what you think uh if you got any ideas that kind of good stuff uh, look forward to hearing from you at metal nerdery podcast metalnerdery.com slash podcast thank you for listening take care and bye-bye later pal Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Like us. Share us with a friend. We are at Metal Nerdery Podcast. That is at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You can follow along with the show on metalnerdery.com slash episodes. Nerd out.